guys! Welcome back to the Live Out Love podcast. Today I am trying something new. I'm actually recording on a platform where I am talking to my amazing friend Leah James. All the way, she's all the way in Maine and I'm all the way in Greenville, South Carolina. So Leah, just tell us about yourself and who you are. Yeah, so I am 20. Um, I am living in Gorham, Maine. I actually just moved back. I was living in Florida for a year. Um, <laughs> you know, doing the college thing. And now I'm not <laughs> just working yeah. time and finding my way. She works at my favorite coffee place ever. <laughs> Aromas. I like telling all myself people don't even know. Yes, I know. I tell all my South Carolina friends how much I love rushes, even though I literally can't drink a lot of them. And <laughs> when I go back to Maine, I like send them pictures of my red rush I have. And I'm just like, it's it's amazing. Like no no one in the south knows. Yeah. So if anyone's ever visiting, find an aroma Joe's. Yep. They're in New Hampshire too. So do they have one in Massachusetts? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There you go. And I feel like they put one in Florida. Yeah. That's I feel like cool. there's a rumor that there's one. New but... near Miami. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. So bear with us if anything cuts out because I'm trying this new platform and it's not the best audio, but it's definitely um, letting us get to talk even though we're far away. So I'm excited about that. So Leah, I asked to come on. I just really felt like the Lord really wanted me to have her on the podcast right now, right then, because I wasn't going to record this week. And I was like, you know, I really just feel like Leah needs to be on here. So we're just going to talk about all things, you know, Jesus and how we got to know him. And um, I met Leah at a Young Life camp, actually. Um, she was in the same, like, area as me, but I didn't really get to know her till camp. And it's kind of funny. We just kind of bonded over knowing um, different people. <laughs> and so it, I think it's so cool because Leah has a great story um, when it comes to Young Life. And then I just love the ministry and I will always speak so highly of Young Life and I mean it brought us together and you know you make those like long-term friendships and you go to a camp and you experience the love of Christ through like all these amazing like sometimes the kids there aren't believers but then there's some that are really wanting to like grow more and are hungry for the Lord and I think me and Leah were on the same page when we're at camp together so I was really fun bonding with her at first I was really scared of her because she was so intimidating I don't did I ever tell you that like why like I don't understand (laughs) I mean I don't know you're just she just is like she's she's a year older than me so this is her so she graduated right you graduated yeah. Okay, so you graduated. I was going into my senior year. Yep. So this was before I moved to Greenville, like right before the, all the the tragedy. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, I just thought you were you were so cool, and like everyone liked you, and I was like, oh no. Well, you were a little oh, no. butterfly too. Stop. <laughs> um. No, I love I love Young Life though so much. Like if you really think about it, how transformational it is for people who aren't Mm. believers when they go um I will always speak so highly of it too it is amazing um yep and like going off of young life before even meeting you there um that's like the whole reason that I came to know God um it was my sophomore year of high school actually it was like right before COVID um wow I was in a dark place, you know, like I didn't really have friends at the time and 
I was struggling with a lot of mental stuff, family issues, and I was like, I need to do something, you know, like I need to do something to help myself to get out of this place. And at the time, I thought the answer would be like joining a sports team. So Mm -hmm. I joined track, indoor track. (laughs) (laughs) Did not last long, probably lasted a month. But I was there for what I needed to be there for because there were these girls that I would warm up with and work out with. And um, they invited me to Young Life probably Mm -hmm. the first week of me joining indoor track. And um, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, sure, like I need to make friends. So I'll say yes, you know. Um, so I go and the first night it is, I mean, you know, Danny, so, you know, shout out being, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Danny, Danny Miller. She's our awesome leader. <laughs> yeah. So she spoke that night and they don't do that every night either. Like where leaders give testimonies, that's mm-hmm. only, I don't know how often they do it, maybe once a month or even further than that. But, um, she gave her testimony that night and it, now I look back and I know it was a God moment, like mm-hmm. moments where it feels like there's like a spotlight and it's just you, even though there's like a crowded room. Um, but in that moment, I just knew like, wow, her story is so aligned. Like I want what she has. Um, I want to do whatever it takes to have what she has. Um, yeah. If whoever this God is, like if he was able to transform her life from that point, then maybe he could do that for me. Mm. Um, And it really started from there. And every week after that, I just met her. She gave me my first Bible. She taught me how to read the Bible. Um, It, it started. (laughs) That's awesome. And it's so impactful to think like the leaders, like that they can like help you through that. And, like, thinking now, because we're both kind of, like, at the college age, like, we could be that for people. Like, it doesn't even have to be that with Young Life. But, like, you know, like, it's just so cool to think that. Oh, I love that. Well, Danny, if you're listening, we love you. Love so much. We're so thankful for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's awesome. So, I guess, like, throughout high school, you started doing that with Danny. And then, um, I guess, up to the point where we met at camp what kind of like was going on in your life yeah you're growing there were so many um big life changes and really it worked in a way where god just peeled back layers in my life one by one and sometimes it would be like a year and then it would be another thing but um you know i was in very secular relationships um I definitely idolized love and boys and tried to fulfill voids in relationships. Um, So they were not good. They were not healthy because of that. They were all for, you know, the wrong reasons. And, you know, I was trying to fit in in crowds where, you know, like getting into smoking and drinking and that being normal and like, you know, friends where you would hang out and that's all you would do. Um, cause that's what was viewed as like, cool. Um, so, you know, I got in, I was in a lot of that stuff at that point, like when I started going to young life and I think it really started with, you know, me realizing like, 
I don't even really like partying. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of where it started. I was like, you know, I get anxious when I'm going to these things. I'm not really mm-hmm. having fun. You know, it feels like I'm doing it more to be with the people that I'm around, not because I necessarily want to myself. I just want to not be alone, you know? Um, and so I think it started with me not doing those things as much. Um, and then I would lose people in my life because I wouldn't be doing those things and they would want to be. Um, and then it went into relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when you are dating people who are not Christians, there's always going to be a fork in the road at some point where yep. there are going to be disagreements, vast disagreements. Yes, 100%. Well, it's harder. It's more clouded. Um but after high school, I feel like it's a lot more, you know, blatant and like, yeah, I mean, I'm just not going to date a Christian, like, mm-hmm. you know, after high school. But, you know, in high school and when you're new in faith, like, it's hard, you know, figuring that out and navigating that. But end of the day for me, you know, like, it, it's never going to work. <laughs> you're yeah. a Christian. Is it going to work not yeah. dating a non-Christian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Um, and you know after like sorry go ahead um, go ahead um I was just saying like after you dealt with all that in high school like that really was a big thing for you of being like no I'm standing my ground I'm not gonna date a (laughs) non-Christian sorry that's a mouthful but yeah I like that about that it's inspiring and then even after high school, it's like, I thought I was getting into a relationship with someone who was a Christian, but you always need to be careful, girls. Like, <laughs> you always need to be careful because, you know, he was not. He ended up not being a Christian. Um, but sometimes it takes those trials to really learn and then to be able to apply it later on and be really solidified, like, okay, like, I know what to look out for and also just having like the trust in Jesus of like he will make it known you know like if he sends a man toward like to you that is from him he will make it known mm-hmm. when you're not guessing you're not trying to like figure it out there's not like anxieties like so like just having trust in that too and not searching um yeah but I will I will, yeah, with high school though, um, I mean, my dad had a stroke um, right after I came to know God. And I remember really struggling with that too, because, you know, like we almost lost him. And Mm. even after when we found out he was going to be okay, um, probably took him a couple years to even you know, get to a point where he could go back to work, um, like Mm -hmm. learning things. He still can't even like read normally, you know, things like that. But God totally, the timing of everything, because that happened maybe right afterwards. And, you know, seeing Danny um, Mm -hmm. for me through that too. And I lost a lot of people during that season in my life. And, you know, I never lost Danny. And that like stood out to me too, like through everything. I never lost Danny. And that's because she loves all of those girls the way that Jesus loves us, you know, Um, unconditional, whether you're reaching out to her or not, she will be reaching out to you. Um, And so 
loving people the way that Jesus loves others is so impactful through all of that because it showed me and kept me in the right place and kept me like getting into the word, going to Bible studies and learning who Jesus is, um, Mm -hmm. which gave me so much comfort in such like heavy darkness. Um, And then it goes, yeah, there's like so much there. (laughs) I love that. So what year was that? Do you know? That was, that was 2020. That was also during COVID. That's, that's heavy for sure. Wow. Yeah. So in the middle of all of this, it was during lockdown, um, Mm. which I'm not sure how it was down in the Carolinas, but you know, for Maine, it was very much so like you can't leave your house at all and you cannot go anywhere. Um, Yep. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is hard. But yeah, you were saying something else, I think, leading into yeah um so when it came to jesus pulling these layers back in my life one by one my family started to notice these things and at first it wasn't positive you know like i had you know some siblings making comments about young life like that's for weird people it's a cult the cult <laughs> and yeah. I would I would get very defensive like yeah no, like, I'm with you on that but I'm pretty sure I remember saying like I'm going to keep going even if it's a thing that weird people do because this is the first space that I've mm-hmm. been able to go and feel comfortable and feel mm-hmm. like I can really be myself that's so good snaps to that snaps <laughs> that's so true I feel the same way every time I went to a young life club something as little as that and that meant so much to me so it's like even the criticism from my family I didn't you know I just kept going because I I knew you know I knew something was different about it at that point I wasn't changing anything and Hmm. um things got really hard with my family for a while too um there is addiction in my family and a lot of brokenness and just, you know, so much hurt coming out of that and like living with someone who has an addiction and the damage that does to your family and to you emotionally. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like pretty much ended up happening is we can fast forward to the end of high school and me graduating and that is pretty much when it got to the worst point with my family issues is that first semester of me going away to college um you know while I was in college I thought I was going to do the regular you know four-year plan I'm gonna go live out of school I'm gonna do neuroscience because I love the I did not know that yeah, because <laughs> I love the brain. I love science. I love learning, you know, like why we think, how we think. Um, mm-hmm. So I was doing that. And, you know, I ended up going to a huge party school, which was not mm. good. So I was not making friends because, you know, I didn't want to go to parties and meet people there because I knew it wouldn't be friendships that would be fulfilling for me. Um 
And so I was pretty much isolating the whole time that I was there and doing nothing but schoolwork. And during all of this, I ended up having that same sibling that had an addiction problem end up in the hospital. And then my dad ended up in the hospital again at the same exact time as that sibling. And from there, I pretty much just stopped going to class. I barely passed. I think I failed two of my classes. Like I only passed two of them that semester. And I was like, I just need to go home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll figure it out from there. I'll do online, you know, community college, whatever. And so it did get really dark out of place. And also in that, um, in being newer and being a follower of Jesus through trials, if that makes sense, like not being tested a ton in such heavy things, I was turning away from Mm -hmm. him. I wasn't going to him. And all of the times that, like, if I just did, you know, it would be so different. But, you know, something about being in, like, that dark place, it makes you, like, think, like, oh, I'm not going to pick up the Bible or I don't feel like praying or I'm not going to listen to worship music. I'm going to listen to the sad music. You know, like, those small things that make the biggest difference in the world. Like, that is what's going to connect you with Jesus. But the devil takes advantage of all of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) of every weakness and hardship and to try to keep you from going to him um and that's exactly right because you're you're most yeah i was gonna say you're most vulnerable and you're at your lowest so it's like he's like oh target yeah he takes advantage of tiredness being distracted Mm -hmm. all of it um but i think also what changed a lot for me was learning how the devil moves Figuring these things out and knowing what to look out for. So, like, if I found myself, um, oh, like, I'll just go and do this instead because I'm tired, or I'm not going to go and do that. I'll just, you know, take a nap or something. Like, when I found myself doing these things in these patterns of when I would choose to do these things, I'm like, that is the devil. And now it's kind of like a mentality of like, no, I'm not letting the the devil get away (laughs) with this. It'll be like the smallest thing. Like even this morning with my throat hurting and me feeling super tired, I'm like, no, like he's not stopping this podcast from happening. (laughs) But that's like, you know, early stages of that. And um, I ended up moving back home and Mm -hmm. school online. And um, my dad ended up being okay. Um, it was just really severe kidney stones. Oh, wow. But he was home from work for a couple months and I was able to be home with him, um, because I went home from school and then that sibling, she ended up going home as well and moving in to where I was living. So that is where everything just kind of spiraled before it got better. Um, It got really dark before, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. She, um, yeah, there was just a lot of brokenness in the family. I I won't go into details of what that really looks like, but I pray for those who do know exactly what I'm talking about, um, living with someone with an addiction and, you know, understanding what that can put you through. Um, 
it really brings out the worst and darkest parts of you. But in that, I, you know, Jesus still, like, I think of, like, the boat and the water and the storm and, like, <laughs> like having faith to step out onto the water towards Jesus. And then you, like, start to lose faith and fall in him, like, holding his hand out to grab you. Um and that's kind of what happened. Like, it's like, I was like, I need you, Jesus, in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, started to step out. And then it was like, I almost, you know, like I was dealing with a lot of suicidal thoughts. And it's wow. like, that moment, it was like, he literally just pulled me out. I remember mm-hmm. I was sitting in my bed crying. I was like, had so much pain in my heart. And it was like, I was just sobbing. And I didn't even have my phone near me and a worship song started playing. Um, and I will never forget this. Like it literally just started playing. Wow. I, looked at it, I stopped crying immediately. Cause I was like, what, you know, like what is going on? Um, there was no reason that that should have started That's crazy at all. What? And, you know, I obviously was still feeling a lot of pain. Um, it's not like just a, flip of a switch but in a way it kind of was because after that I was like I can go to sleep now yeah what song was it I'll have to find it I will there but I remember you um talking about the song seasons by Hillsong do you remember that I love that that you show me that song and so I always would listen to it because it's like it's a good representation of how like in your life you're always going to have different seasons different chapters of your life like the Lord's moving and you know, there's, it's always going to be different. And like, it's a good memory that even though it's going to change, like he's still your firm foundation. Anyways, yeah. it would have been cool if that was that song. Also firm foundation. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Anyways, keep talking. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I, I should find the song so you can like put it yes. or something. Okay. But um, yeah, so that happened. And I think from that moment on I was just reminded like okay he is with me and like he works all things together for our good like it will be okay and so then my kind of mentality started to switch like what do I need to do to get there and I ended up moving out and that's when I moved to Florida I had some family down there that was willing to let me stay with them until I found my own apartment. And so I did that. And, you know, I thought that was going to be like my next big thing as well. Like, okay, like the Lord is providing. He wants me in Florida. Like maybe this is where I'm going to live or at least for a while, but Mm -hmm. myself, you know, like, you know, we like to like make these like definite plans for ourselves without really even knowing and like jumping to things um, that may not even be really fully God. But I just knew that I needed to be there. And so I jumped to that and moved there and somewhere along the way, you know, I, I was really strong at first in my faith. Like I was on fire for Jesus again and finding a church, found a church and Bible studies and was reading my Bible consistently again. You know, I was just at another peak in my faith. And then it was, I started dating again and, you know, 
that that's when I got into that relationship after high school. It was my first one since. And um, I thought he was a Christian, you know, and it started out really good. And as most things start out really good like this, it (laughs) ended really bad. (laughs) And, Mm. you know, and the biggest key to that is, is this person bringing you closer to Jesus? And at the end of the Mm. day, that's what it is. In your day-to-day basis, is this person pointing you back to the Lord? Are they encouraging you to read your Bible? Are they going to church with you? Are they praying over you? Are they feeding you scripture in moments where you are not okay or you are in your weakness? Um, and if that person isn't doing any of those things, then it's pretty clear they're not a Christian and they're not good for you mm. and your spiritual walk with him. And, but, you know, I didn't have any friends either. I, all I did was work. I worked probably overtime. Like I was like donating plasma, doing DoorDash, working full time just to afford to like, um, yeah. So it was, it was a struggle for about a year and being in that relationship that just turned very toxic, um, I wasn't like, it felt like I couldn't even pick up my Bible because, you know, the relationship, it's like, I was never alone. Felt like I couldn't leave the apartment, things like that. Mm. Um, and for the last few months of me being there, I knew it was very bad and I knew it wasn't what I wanted. Um, like I wanted to just chase after Jesus, but everything in me felt like I couldn't. Um, but I never stopped thinking about it you know like the holy spirit yeah. and, like there's no getting rid of the holy spirit like i always would feel convicted and i he never stopped you know trying to reach me and talk to me even though i wasn't seeking him and it got to a point where things were just so bad and i was near like another rock bottom and i was like i don't i don't know what to do and i visited maine And in this, you know, I have a sister who she ended up fully surrendering her life to Jesus. Um, Come on, that's awesome. I know, snaps again, (laughs) because God is amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he was actually the person who was making those comments about Young Life years ago and now that's so funny I know um so God (laughs) worked a miracle in that um so I I was visiting her and she is living in a home fully surrounded by Christians too her best friend is married to who is now a pastor and they planted a church Mm -hmm. in Lewiston and I was staying with them and I remember after going to their church service, I was with them and I just started crying out of nowhere. We weren't talking about anything, but it was like, and I remember telling myself like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. (laughs) But again, like the Holy Spirit, like it was all Mm. God, like it all blood out of me. And I had a really impactful conversation that 
changed everything for me. And it was taking leaps of faith. Um, you and cut out, what'd you say? Taking leaps of faith into the yeah. unknown. Um, cause for me, sorry, I- what'd you say? The last I heard was it all got let out of you. Yeah. All of my emotions. I just started crying. Okay. And I had a really impactful conversation that changed everything for me. And what ended up happening is, like, I am a person where I have to have everything planned out. Like, I have to have lists. I'm not going to do something unless I know, like, I'm going to be okay. Even going, like, to a restaurant, like, I'll look at the menu before I go sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, very a planning person. And, um... So making the decision whether or not to move back to Maine to get out of, you know, the situation that I was in down there, I was juggling with that for months because I didn't have a way. I didn't have a way to break my lease, you know, just the logistic reasons, the worldly restrictions. Um, And in that conversation that I had, I was just reminded that when you take a leap of faith into the unknown, God is going to provide for you in those moments. Like when you don't, like if you're just chasing after Jesus and he knows your heart and he knows that you are, he's not going to leave you stranded. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were so many stories that ended up, leading me to believe this too, where for this person that I was having the conversation with, she had numerous stories of where that happened to her and where, you know, like people would show up at their doorstep with the perfect amount of money that they needed. And no one even knew that they needed it. No crazy. And it was just stories like that, but so many of them, where it's like, you know, that is no other coincidence. It's just miracles and God providing. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, like I'm going back to Florida and I'm moving back immediately. I am putting my two weeks in like today, like before I'm moving And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to just figure it out and I'll do it. And that's exactly what I did. I went back and I left two weeks later because I worked my two weeks and yeah. And so I did that. When I came back to Maine, I still didn't really know where I was going to live about my job or any of that. And the next day, uh, a living opportunity opened up literally the next day that I, yeah. And then the job worked out. Also, immediately, the payments that I had to make, like everything on time just worked out. Um, And I think ever since that moment, I don't know, I like haven't been quite shaken. I like it definitely was a test coming back to your hometown, seeing all of the friends. And I know you can attest to this. Like it is harder being a Christian in your hometown, especially in New England or Mm -hmm. I I don't know if Maine's... (laughs) considered New England but in the north (laughs) in the north where there's barely any churches there's not a lot of Christians um it's very secular 
mm-hmm. otherwise. And that feeds into the schools and all of the people that we went to school with. And so it was a test, huge test. And I did, I'll admit humbly that I fell into some of that the first couple of weeks that I was back. And very quickly, I was like, what am I doing? Um, felt very strong convictions. And it's very black and white for me when I start to find myself falling back. Um, I start to feel lost and confused in who I am as a person and what my life plan is and things like that. But then once I have my eyes set on Jesus, it's like, like I feel myself. I don't have mm-hmm. those worries. The only time that I feel myself is when I'm fully following Jesus. I was actually mm, good. Romans 8 last night and it was talking about that. It was literally talking about how, wow. yeah, no, I love that. So read Romans 8. <laughs> yes. We'll talk about just following the flesh versus not. And in that, actually, I think it's Romans eight thirty one where it's like, if God is for us, who is against us? Mm-hmm. And I really dug deep into what that really meant because it's thrown around so much. Um, but yeah, and since since all of this, I mean, we fast forward to it's that was two months ago almost. I have just been reading my Bible every day, going to church every weekend, and being in fellowship That's awesome. and in prayer and. If I find myself not praying like all day, I'm like, I already feel weird. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. has his hands grasped around me right now and the blessings. That oh, have come she's got an ad again. <laughs> Say that bad. again. So just like the blessings that I have been able to watch and see and receive since just fully chasing after him has mm. been emotional so yeah and it's so cool to see like once you start you you can't well you can't stop like you just get on fire but then at the same time you see the blessings that he like shows you like you can contest to that for sure I don't know if we can say that publicly on here but like just watching you as you've been doing that um and then seeing what is coming out of that like the Lord is blessing you with with, you know, he's so sovereign. He's like, here, Leah, like, look how amazing you are and how much you, you know, how much you want to be um, with me, with the Lord all the time. He's saying, and he's like, here, here's my, my blessing. <laughs> and that reminds me of a song actually that I will point out. Cause I've been, I was listening to it a lot when I first got back to Maine and just, it's called Dear God, Corey Asbury song. Oh, I love Corey Asbury, but I've never heard that one. So I hadn't either. And then when I found it, I was like, what the heck? This is so amazing. Because it starts off with like singing about, you know, the pain and like the doubts. And then like it changes and it's what God would say to you. Mm. Um. Yeah. And I, every day I'm constantly like, well, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say to me? And what would Jesus want to say to this person? So like when Mm. I'm like, you love other people around me better. I do the same thing. That's good. But 
Uh, yeah, no, that's really good. I like that. But the blessings that out. just is the blessings okay. that just pour out when um you are chasing after Jesus is you just are in so much awe and you literally mm-hmm. your heart is growing because you just have so much love and appreciation and it's it can be a really beautiful thing I mean there have been really really dark moments clearly and some that have lasted you know trials and hardships that lasted months moments where even after following Jesus where I was having those suicidal thoughts again and giving in to all those worldly like quote-unquote fulfillments because they're not truly filling and like reflecting like seeing where I am now it's like there's just no way I could go back to that point and it's okay if that does happen to you and you are that person where the same thing happens to you that happened to me where you start falling back into those places where you know like God's never gonna let go of you and you Mm -hmm. are going to get right back on track again he is with you and there is nothing that can disconnect you from him nothing in this world even if you Mm -hmm. are trying to run away from him yourself and avoiding it you will go back so true and he will be waiting that's good that's good that's awesome and you're an example of that for sure in your story and just hearing how you know you had those like hard times and even in those hard times you weren't wanting to pick up bible weren't running to that and you know he's always like he's right there he's always wanting to be with you and mm-hmm. it's so cool like watching you grow and you're so joyful you've always been but mm-hmm. it just seemed like the light of jesus like in your eyes now and like it's awesome so mm-hmm. and i will i have to say i we didn't talk about this but when she was living at Flor in florida at the time i went on my senior trip to disney and i haven't seen leah in probably like a year year and a half like she was mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of like going to her college and like then coming back home all that stuff while I was in my senior year so when I moved to Greenville so we didn't really stay in touch that much like like we talked but it wasn't like because we're both you know dealing with stuff and both in our own lives and um um she saw oh, I saw that on snap and so she was like near me and I was like Leah I'm at Disney Springs like come see me like I have to see you and so it was so funny because the coolest thing like she just made my day and I just got to see her and and I just like that's God too because I didn't do much you know what I mean like what are the chances that the one time that I actually go and do something and I go there and you're there at this exact time that is God (laughs) crazy we met in anthropology during a crazy thunderstorm torrential downpour <laughs> i kept like screaming i was like ah, thunder <laughs> it's okay. but it was so fun yeah. um well i love you and thank you so much for sharing your story and um this was so fun and i'm glad we finally got to do this and that the whole audio thing it worked out good um do you want to pray us out yes yes okay lord I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with Liv and for us to talk about you and glorify you, Lord. I thank you so much for my walk with you and being able to share it with 
everyone that I come into contact with now. And I just pray that whoever listens and whoever hears this, that they just feel a tug at their heart, that maybe they've heard something that, you know, it's just a new perspective now and that they hear you calling out to them and maybe they don't know what that looks like or what to do, but they can just know they can reach out to us. So thank you, Lord, so much for Olivia and her beautiful soul. She is just such a light that she shines in everyone around her, in every room that she walks in, Lord. So we love you, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was so sweet. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And thank you, Leah, for sharing your story. This was so much fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. I loved it. We'll have to do it again. (laughs) Yes, definitely. When there's more future updates. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, love you guys. See you guys next week.